Is the stream okay? Yeah, we're good now. Yeah. Are we good? Yeah. Everybody around? Hopefully, uh, I didn't mess that up too much. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. After about a second. Okay. Um, this streaming software is uh, some of the worst. Uh, where's my stream health? Headaches. Yeah, it, it it's miserable. But um, yeah, with I can't get with rid of fast stupid error either. With fast X, and like I enjoy the morality behind it, like and the encouragement of family and how family centric <laughs> it is. There's a good I, elements and I, ideas I get, within it. Joseph, I don't know if I would really like praise the Fast and the Furious movies for their morality. <laughs> I just meant that side of it. That side. It's um, very like But it is very up and down as like, far I, as morality I, is concerned. I, I get and it's where also you're very from. um just uh Pun intended, ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Um, this tenth, this tenth movie was. They found the way to to make interesting boring. Yeah, it just kind of gets to the point where, like, dude. So um, this is the one. That's the one where he he's like running away from the giant, or he's like ch chasing the big bomb, and he yeah, hit, the giant he, ball. He hits the like the crane and knocks it into the river. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it just seems like man. it seems like this is a movie made by a boomer. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, I oh, you know just... what you know what they would like is like it, this is for me Expendables with cars. Yeah, it's definitely gotten there. I'm sure, but yeah, man, <laughs> you know? I just I don't. I wrote in the notes, and I this has just sort of been my like feeling recently, and I don't know exactly where it's coming from. Um, it, it tends to just like happen every once in a while with like entertainment y type stuff, but I'm so bored. I don't know if you saw yeah. the 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 meme that I, I pulled off of Facebook about Star Wars. I put it in the Discord. And it's like this really Oh yeah. The Sabine one? <laughs> yeah, it's this poor like it's this poor attempt at um arguing why it was okay that she did what she did. And I, I'm looking at it, and I have, like, all of these reasons why. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I just... Not worth it. Yeah. I, and it's like, it's so, like, attempting to have a conversation about the the issues with the writing in Star Wars at this point. With, with people who just aren't willing to do that. It's a waste of time. And it's boring, because all you get is the same... Like, you see it when we... When we post this stuff, you get the same type of answers from people all the time. Like, there's there's never... Like, with the Ahsoka stuff that we were putting out, um, I would be like, all right, mount to defense. And you would get the same responses where they're like, oh, I don't have enough room. How am I supposed to do that in a comment? And it's like, just make some numbered out things of, of stuff that you thought was good. Yeah. Give me one thing. Something you you're sitting here saying like this was good. Tell me something that was legitimately good. But I think I don't know man like I wonder if they really know that it's not that great but they're not willing to admit the only thing that they like about it is like the cameos and the oh he said the thing or oh he vadered. Yeah. They're not thinking out 
and, about it from a story element, just more so if they really enjoyed the world, you know, the the nostalgia and, you know, everything they've grown up with and what makes, you know, this IP special to them right? without like taking a bird's eye view of it and just taking off the rose colored glasses. That's what I had to do with the Hobbits at first. I mean, you know how big I was on those movies at first. Yeah. And then over time, I'm like, you know, this really isn't, you know, yeah. eventually those glasses come off, but I never really engage with you though. But here's the thing though, even when I had those glasses on i wasn't saying david you're an idiot you're stupid you're this you're that oh my gosh you're just a hater you know what i mean right right well and it's fine it's like because the thing that i think you have to come to when it especially when it comes to like entertainment like it's fine if you you like something that isn't good the weird thing is like unless you like the rings of power that's not okay well there's a lot I've met a couple people that like very much aren't in the same like internet world that we're in that liked it or like said that they like it but the thing is is that I think if you challenge some people they kind of realize it but the problem is is that whenever you I've just stopped doing that with a lot of people because I know it's like oh well now I I I think you might be right about that but and I have to like think about it so I just like just I don't typically engage anymore unless I think they're willing to have like because um, like I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day and he's like oh have you seen that 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 vampire movie with uh, Nicolas Cage in it and I was like oh Renfield he's like yeah I loved it and I was like oh well good glad you liked it <laughs> and and I you know I hate that that is how I have to handle stuff like that but I, I there's just there is a large like section of people that don't want to engage with like the discussion of media in any real format other than oh wasn't that great yes it's great didn't you love the part where they did the transition from Anakin to Vader back to Anakin you know what I mean like that's that's what you get um yeah and it and it comes from a lot of places and even on on like the internet and you see this a lot like there's just there's a lot of Star Wars fans that like really don't like what they would consider like toxic ne- negativity around the series but after a while wouldn't you be like I mean I don't know it's, I guess it's not true but like I, you'd think you'd be like alright well maybe I should try like let's find some of the people that aren't like losing their minds about it which is what I've always thought we've done I was, I've always thought we've been relatively level headed about this stuff like I, it's you know it's yeah just, we have fun it, it's but, just media yeah. Um, I agree that we, we've been pretty, you know, uh, there's probably been a few times where we gotten too carried away. And of course, you know, it's one of the things we've always said. We're always happy with get, getting carried away and or with talking about any movie or film to admit our wrongs and be corrected. That's one one thing that is important to us because we're not uh, a lot of times uh, we get people who comment and think that we are. But we're not trying to rage bait anyone. No, we're not trying to rage bait anybody. We're just things just to get clicks. And and honestly, yeah, I'd love it to open up a discussion. The problem is, is most of the time they don't want they don't want it to go beyond trying to like quote unquote call someone out for like being a hater or whatever. Yeah, and it's like it's like I'm I'm fine with healthy disagreement. Disagree with me. Let me know where I'm wrong. Have fun. Joke with me. I don't care. I don't care if you make fun of me. Like if we're making fun of you, you know. Yeah, I'm mount an argument. That's all. That's like all we're asking for. And 
uh, just to let you know, um, the budget for Fast X was $340 million. Oh. Um, and then the box office was, we'll just call it $705 million. So it maybe made a little bit of money. Oh, probably not. Okay. Yeah, well, maybe, probably not. Yeah, well, you know, the budget's, the budget's you know are probably... You to have Brie, Lawson, Brie Larson in the film? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what her residuals probably are on that? Um. I feel but, I feel bad for her because I feel like every time I see her, she's always. I think I texted you this yesterday, the day before. Why is it every time I see Brie Larson, it's like her character is always insufferable. Insufferable. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she's been in that role. The only thing that I've ever really liked her in was Scott Pilgrim, and she's in a couple episodes of Community where she's not really like that. Um, but she seems like a fine actor. I mean, I think uh, yeah. So she, oh, in the and Room. Um, was was a okay movie from what I remember. Um, I'm not gonna give like a definitive statement on it because it's been quite a few years since I've seen it. But like that be was definitive, the, David. Yeah, you're Don't right. be a coward. No, but I mean, like this is that's the, it's like I said, you know, after a while, like to even with Rings of Power now, like people will mention stuff from it. I'm like, oh yeah, that was stupid. But like I couldn't sit here and really have a deep dive discussion of that show, like of season one, because that was like a year ago. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I, I just don't, my, I, there's too many other things that, that are, like, fresh to yep. to talk about. Um, but it's, again, so it's like, if I, if I, in... if I took enough time, I could probably, like, remember a good bit of it, um, or at least some of the things I could remember that, that were not great. Um, but it's just not, me- the thing is, too, is, like, a lot of this stuff just isn't memorable. It's why yeah. I have to like keep lists of movies because I I was even looking back and so I was like oh yeah that did come out this year yeah. wow that's weird um, we were trying to do that as you shared your list with me and I shared my list with you yeah um, <laughs> I had to uh, get my wife to help me be like hey what all did we watch this year I'm like oh man there's been a lot of bad stuff we've watched it just yeah um but yeah man like I'm just and even with like games you know like I got Alan Wake two. Unfortunately, it's not that great. Um, you mean Alan woke too? I guess. I don't know I, if it is. I'm just. You know, I'm just saying that because right. You know, wake woke. Uh, and it, I don't yeah, even know easy, what Alan Wake is about. It's easy low hanging fruit. I I would. I don't know if there was something like. Def- okay, so let me take this from like a. Take I'm gonna try to Donald steel Trump's man. I'm gonna try to steel man this a little bit. Alan Wake. Um, the problem, so I, so the one of the main characters in it is a a uh, black female FBI agent, and she's just like the, and and this is where the problem comes in, and, and where some of the legitimacy to the that complaint probably is true. Um, she's as of right now what I've played of the game um, she's just super great at her job and like the her partner who stands around and doesn't really do anything and like lets her do all of the work um, you know at, at the very beginning of the game like they have to let you know that she she he gives her this massive compliment like oh you're such a asset to the force blah blah, blah you know so it's like really like it's it's really forced dialogue Um So she uh, pulled a Disney? May, maybe, yeah. But the thing is, is like, it's probably the case that it's like, 
the ESG stuff and that they're they're putting this stuff in there for awards. I, I can definitely see the argument. Um, I haven't really well, gotten hey, far enough Jenna's, in, though. Jenna said that she was originally a white Scandinavian woman. I'm like, white, black, brown. I don't know, man. American, like, I get, Mexican. yeah. I don't care. If they work for the FBI, they're the villain of the game. Right, which is really, that's the other thing that, that for me, that was one of the bigger things where I'm like, man, I'm really tired of this, like, the FBI's here to do some good thing, like, you know. Um, yeah, right. The CIA are the good guys. There's a lot of other problems. They're out for our interests. Right. Um, there's a lot of other problems, and it's just kind of this thing that, like, I'm tired of just, like, boring... Like, it's, it's just, like, a, it's a pretty boring, frustrating game. Like, you you wander around in the woods, and, you know, the atmosphere's not bad in a lot of places. Like, I think some of the design in the game is all right. Um, but you don't fight anything. And I don't know if you ever played the original Alan Wake, but, like, the, no. it was it was kind of this arcade third-person shooter. Like, these, these are the guys that made Max Payne back in the day. So, like, that, that's kind of where their bread and butter was. Um, and even Control, which it came out in, I think, 2019, um, that was kind of an arc... It's kind of got an arcade shooter feel to it. Like, you get all these special powers and you're flying around and shooting enemies and doing the whole deal. And then you get this game, and it's an hour before you actually really fire your weapon at an enemy. Yeah. Um, and And you go, all right, like... I know they're trying to, like, go for something. And, like, it would be less egregious if there actually was... Well, the combat's not that great. But, like... So, it's it's hard to, to really talk about this in the light of, like, it would be better if they did this. Um, but there's just a lot of... You know, I, I thought I would be playing somewhat of a shooter, not a walking simulator where occasionally I get to fire my gun. Uh, like yeah, I think I you're close, saying. dude. I, you're close to five and a half, six hours into the game before like a major fight. Oh, that's bad. And I didn't play the first one. It the I think I texted you that I got the the free code. Yeah. That they, uh, it, when uh, it was purchased and uh, it's still in there, sitting fresh. So if anybody wants a copy of it, yeah, it's the first one. It's like it's an interesting concept. Like the the combat in it, I think, does get a little bit old. But it's only about a ten-hour game or so, you know, um, for like your average playthrough. Um, so you're, you know, it's a it's a good compact experience. You're gonna get kind of like an interesting, weird, uh, paranormal story in it, um, and then you know some of that carries over to this, and some of the stuff that's like related to Control, the other game, uh, recent game that they did. Like you're like, oh man, it's kind of nice to see that, but dude, I'm just. I'm bored and like the mechanics you know gaming at the end of the day like it really is about the mechanics um that's kind of the bread and butter of video games and I know walking simulators and sort of these like story driven games have uh gotten bigger over the years but if you're gonna do it you better make sure your story is tight that it's that there there's like a good pace to it and that's a big problem with the new Alan Wake is that the pacing for me is just like it's miserably slow you know and like they have dude they have all the pieces there's like a weird murder cult in the woods there's some like paranormal stuff going on um there's some sort of like entity that lives in the lake that causes fiction to come to life when uh 
uh, like if you're in the area, like for some reason there's some sort of connection between stories being told near that lake and that stuff actually coming into reality. Like that's, there's some cool concepts in there and they have just made it pretty insufferable. And then like, so uh, uh, when you hear about like the things people are praising about it, it's like that stuff, but it's like I don't actually enjoy the scenario in which I'm learning all of these things. Yeah, I get that. So, I, I don't know. I'm going to finish it um, because I can't remember who I was telling this to. Um, I, I'm just kind of like, I, I don't need to like get every little detail. You know, I don't need to collect everything. I don't need to deal. It's like, I just need to be able to like get through the story and be able to competently talk about it and try to ha- like be able to put up uh, proper arguments for why I think like mechanically it's not that great and like sure there's some, you know maybe there's some interesting um stuff in there with like the paranormal side of things and like why Saga who is like the the female character in it why she's just kind of falling into that ca- ca- like that category of like she's just great at everything she doesn't you know but I haven't finished the game yet so I don't know what they do with her um and right. I I need to see that for myself cuz like I we talk about this a lot I don't I don't care if people want to use it as like a main argument. I, I really don't. But like I just don't want to be like, oh, well, it's woke. That's why I don't like it. Like I want to be able to explain to you why I don't like it. Yeah. Because it's just not it's it. just not fair because we we can't In your have Donald that, Trump voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. We can't have open dialogue. Like hey, dude, if we got on here every week, legitimately, if we got on here every week and we were just like, This is woke, don't 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 get it. And we just kind of that was the the surrounding of our whole conversation. I'd be just as bored as I am attempting to have these com- these other conversations with people where the the dialogue doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, you explaining know? why it's bad and where it falters is a much preferable method than merely just saying it's woke. Again, I don't mind if someone wants to say something is woke or not woke and then list the reasonings behind that. That's fine. But yeah. we want to approach it more from a standpoint of structurally. Now, with that said, you know, with the rings of power, that's why I made it a point, you know, in that one clip to say, you know, um, you know, the rings of uh, postmodernism, because when you're, that's uh, talking about the idea behind it, right? You could say that's woke. I could easily say, you know, the rings of power is woke, but saying the rings of power is, is a postmodernist work and that's why it's bad is because you're taking a traditionalist work and inserting postmodernism in it. Right? right. And so being able to go from it from that standpoint is a lot more in mine and your opinion fruitful for us. I, that and that's the um, thing is like I just I get so much more out of conversations when there's detail added to it. Yeah. Um, and it's not just like, because I get it. Like, yeah, you know, it's well, one of those things lovely. where they're like, man, Hollywood is so liberal. It's like, yeah, dude, they've been liberal forever. Yeah. Like, I, right? that's not, we're not, you know, any sort of revelation. And like, I was, I was listening to, uh, you, do you remember Nina Infinity? She used to be on. Yes. So yeah. she had Mahler on and they were talking about uh, House of Usher. Um, And I don't remember what. One of, one of the other people that they had on there was just so hung up on like the political side of the show like the stuff that they were doing that you could call was like like say was owning the Republicans or whatever um, like part of the concept of it is that the one of the one of the main characters who is probably death or the devil it's kind of hard it, like it's not clear 
um, but they're sort of like manipulating everything that's going on in the show, which isn't really a spoiler. Like it's it's a main part of what's going on in the show. I didn't I didn't realize Hillary Clinton was in the show. Right. Well, they do this. There's this scene, and and this is the stuff. And I I I agree with Mahler on this that. I would just prefer that they left real life situations out of the fiction personally. Like it's not that you can't allude to, you know, say Vietnam like they did in the creator or, um, you know, world war two is really popular to kind of, uh, write your fiction around those kinds of but things. You don't want it. You don't want it to be on the nose. I don't. Yeah. I don't need the create the creator to literally go. This is Vietnam. Yeah. I don't need exactly. that in, in, in the the fiction so anyway there's a scene in there all these korean people coming out with the robots so i'll just call her death um but she has a uh a conversation with one of the characters about all of the other people that she's made deals with and it's like there's a lot of republicans in the pictures um and they were kind of hung up on that it was republicans and i think lindsey graham was in there and it was (laughs) it was a really funny moment because they were like oh yeah and lindsey graham and then they all had this kind of realization that they're like, oh, maybe Lindsey Graham should have been on that list. Yeah, right. And it's like, see, this is the thing. is like we, when when we get stuck, and this is this is something that I like desperately try to avoid. Political um, brain rot. Yeah. Yeah, It's the, we go back to it where it's like, I just don't want it to come to a, a point where it's like I am personally offended by the creative work. Um, at at this point you would think dude honestly you would think between South Park OG family guy the Simpsons you know pick any of your other sort of like edgy like always sunny in Philadelphia um, even like Seinfeld and some of this stuff from the, the past you would think that the sensitivities towards like the the things that you disagree with in media like that we would have a higher tolerance for it but it just yeah. sometimes it doesn't seem to be the case um yeah and again it just this this does kind of go back to um uh my boredom with things where i'm like i just don't care to have that conversation and so i and i i it's something i actually appreciate about Mahler where he goes yeah, you know, honestly, he's like, as far as I'm concerned, I'd prefer that they didn't put this stuff in the media. And, like, that's where I stand, too. Like, just leave, unless you're actually doing, like, a biopic or um, something along those lines where it makes sense that there are certain things that are in there that you're you're talking about. Or even if it's, like, controversial stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But when we're talking about, like, actual fiction, like, I don't need Harry Potter to, like, flash images of, like, actual politicians that they, that the creators of that think are bad. You know? Yeah. Um. Like, it, and it probably falls into some of the stuff that we were talking about with Starfield, um, where it's like, do you really need to do this? You know, like, yeah. I, and is it and really but that the thing, important? Yeah, but that's the thing is like sometimes people just don't want to have those discussions. They just want to be bat mad and call you like they want to call you names. And I and again, it's just like this is so boring. It's like, can you at least if you're gonna call me a name, can you at least try to be creative with it? Like. I don't know. It's like thanks for the engagement, I guess, but yeah, <sighs> I get you. It's, you know, I'm yeah. Speaking I'm of speaking of that, it's it's uh, the one thing I texted you. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but I said one of the things we have to answer or, or respond to, I should say, that I that I wanted to. Yeah, uh, I wanted us to. I should say is the numerous comments we got on our ahsoka video across all platforms that said it's obvious you didn't watch rebels or clone wars otherwise <laughs> you'd understand ahsoka so david 
I'm going to give you the floor on this. One. Oh, bro. Um, okay, so Rebels is not that good. Um, I, Just that by idea the way, that you have to do homework in order to... Yes. So, or, or not only that, or wait for a future season two to understand season one. Yeah, so here's here's the thing uh, about it, right? Is it like that's the argument? There, okay, so the argument, the, the biggest argument that was mounted against us with Ahsoka was, well, you didn't watch Rebels, so I took some time, and I'm I'm actually gonna pro, I'm gonna try to get back to it. It's, it, dude, it's a kids show, and it's not a kids show in the sense of like it's created in a way that adults can really get in like it it does it's it's, not like mario no it's like super simplistic and it's not it's not that engaging it is very and the art like yeah the the design of it i I, like you know the the way the the artwork is in the show it's very similar to coco melon like i i guess that is you know quinlan's uh reference to that was much more accurate than I had even originally thought. Um, there are some interesting things in there. Um, Dave Filoni only wrote 10 or 15 episodes of Rebels. Yeah, but he had, what was it, John Favreau or whoever? No, no. Someone no, else. Not. Oh, no. No, no this was before Rebels. that. I was talking about, gotcha. Oh, Ahsoka. I'm thinking Mando. Oh, yeah, Mando, yeah. Mando. So with with Rebels, what's interesting about it is like it's a bit out of time and place. Like, I, and I I guess again, it just goes back to what I was saying before. Like, I just don't think people are like really paying attention to this stuff, which is why like conversations with a lot of people is just really boring when it comes to these things. Because like there are some some stakes in Rebels and main characters who are supposed to be the good guys uh, do things that you know, aren't necessarily, like, heroic, and they're called out for them, and they apologize and have learned a lesson. And it's like, hang on. (laughs) Like, oh, you know, there's just, like, moments in it where you're like, oh, okay, like, I know these people are going to survive or whatever, but there are moments where you're like, oh, dang, like, maybe they won't get out of this. Um it's very weird in that that way. Um, so I, I'm gonna keep kind of like poking around with it, and I'll probably watch it here and there. At this point, it may not even matter because Star like Ahsoka's done, man. Nobody's talking about Ahsoka anymore. Jenna said, "If you call Clone Wars a kids show, I'll throw you in the mines Clone, myself." Yeah, well, Clone Wars is a kids show. So let's. What channel did did it air on? Um, if, if, Disney if, Plus. If you don't kids, mind telling me, um, Disney Kids XD. I don't know. I'm trying to think of all of them from back in the day. But, yeah, no, I, it just cracked me up getting that comment. Over and over, and over and over again. You just don't understand. And it's like, well, do you want to help me understand? But no, no, I can't do that. It would take too long. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> that was the best. It's it's too much to, too long to type in an Instagram <laughs> comment. <laughs> then why are you here? Yeah. Um, yeah. In order for me to understand Ahsoka season one, the incredible, impeccable, um, hard to understand ahsoka um i have to go watch another show um but but my whole thing was that i want to respond to all these people with have you seen better call saul <laughs> there's a great example of i don't have to go watch breaking bad to understand better call saul would it give probably more depth to the characters are there some things i would understand more deeply 
and everything like that, yes. But the one thing, okay, more so in the first five seasons than the last seasons, or was there six seasons of Better Call Saul or five? I don't anyway, remember. I haven't more so yet. in the last season than the previous seasons. Um, definitely in the the first four or so. Um, you don't have to watch anything regarding Breaking Bad to really understand it. It stands well, on its own. Yeah, I saw something recently um, where one of the actors said that he would he would actually recommend watching Better Call Saul first, and then because it's you know since it comes first in the timeline. Um, yeah, yeah, but it stands on its own. I don't have sure. to go watch another show to understand it. Yeah, and that's the point that I'm trying to get at is that Ahsoka should not be a sequel to. Um, it's it's also still stupid. Rebels. Yeah. It's like the argument, like, okay, so here's the thing. If we're saying, right, like, they wanted, I'm sorry, if they wanted to do a sequel to Rebels, they should have just made Rebels season five or six or whatever. Sure, it should have just been called Rebels or something that's like close to it and been like, we're going to continue the story of, of Rebels in this. But the thing is, man, is it's like there's so much stuff in it that it, if you have, and, and it was part of the complaint that I had told you in like the very first episode that we did uh, of Ahsoka, where it was like, if if you didn't have any foreknowledge of this, these characters do seem just like total blank slates that they've got no nothing going for them because there's nothing there that even gives you this understanding that they had these like past adventures, these past other than like little comments here and there that that don't add a whole lot of character to them. Yeah. They still Who Ezra is why he's important, his connection to yeah. Sabine other than best friend, save the you know even uh, even if all we this, take this depth to give it to him, why the magic ladies can find Ahsoka in a bone field but couldn't find right, Ezra which for probably years. isn't why yeah some of this stuff's not even in re- I guarantee you some of this like isn't can, isn't answered in Rebels maybe there's similar things that happen in it but like what we're talking about a lot of the time is like like t- there's like character moments in it and like even with the train like people are so hung up on the training thing I dude I swear <laughs> that Facebook it's that someone on Facebook is listening to our show because I'll get these memes on there every once in a while like that put one I put on there where it's like there it wasn't any training. There was no training done um, for her to be like as competent as somehow she becomes by the end of the show. It just happens because the story needs it to happen. And like I get these memes yes. about that, and then people are putting stuff on there that's like, well, the the force has. Um, hang on, I wrote it down. Let me pull this up. I it was. Oh, the force has a the will, of, has its a will of its own. Yep. And you're like. What does that mean? Yeah, and then and, we got that comment a lot regarding our Obi-Wan criticisms. And it's like... Just an excuse for bad writing. Yeah, that's what it came. What it's come down to to me is that... Well, like, the Grand Admiral... Uh, what's his name in Obi-Wan or Grand Imperialist? Thrawn. Whatever, whatever. No, I'm talking about in Obi-Wan. The reason why he was able to oh, survive <laughs> the stab room, the stab wound through his, oh, stab that guy, yeah. through his chest... Was because of uh, the force and how much hatred he had and anger. I'm like, that sounds like a bunch of stupidity to me. Well, why don't we just see something just too much? But yeah, we can just move on. Let's get um, let's go ahead and just get into Five Nights. I, we have some other stuff on here, but we can. None of this is like stuff that we have to get to. Um, you know, SAG is still on SAG after still on strike. It's looking like oh, no. it's looking like January at this point. Like I, I can't remember. I think Gary might have mentioned it, but it it was uh, a, a, apparently if they don't get any sort of deal done by Thanksgiving, nothing can really be on the table until January. 
because I guess like oh, no. yeah um, yeah exactly it's like they're not gonna it, get a fair deal David from yeah. the studios I'm like is there a way that they both can lose you know I mean I'm talking about it's, I'm not talking about you know the decent people you know yeah um, oh but there there's people that are definitely getting desperate and some of the people are seeing the writing on the wall um, yeah so yeah we'll see having to learn to code um, yeah you know uh, the work the work is also drying up in certain areas of California. So like the up uh, like you have, you know, your full time actors, but then you have a lot of people who it's just like it's part time for them. They're still trying to quote unquote yeah, make, make it. it. Um, and it, it, it allegedly, a lot of the work in um these areas is drying up. It's going to other parts of the country because they're getting better deals in these places. Um, yeah. I and, hope they find work. You know, I mean, whatever that may be, whether it's sure. acting or not or another line, you know, don't it's, you know. The thing but, is, like, this is the part of the process of don't hate your audience. Well, not only that, but like, and this is the thing that, and I can be argued out of this. I think it would probably take quite a bit, but you do sort of like make your bed in the business that you decide to go into. Yeah. So, if you decide to do something that has is kind of like high risk, high reward, like acting, you make your bed in that. And if that's something that you're trying to get, like you're trying to get to a point where that's like your full-time thing where you're getting paid to do that, you know, in a way it's like that's a pretty like schwanky job no matter what kind of money you're making. Now, I understand that like California is really expensive, but again, like these are the risks that you take in that. It's it's that way with like pretty much any business that you go into. Like you could like look at a a lot of like college um, graduates. And how many of them like took a risk spending a lot of money uh, to get a degree and then they get out and, and they're not even doing anything that was related to their degree. Hey, hey, hey. You know? You're talking about me here. Well, sure. Like I'm talking about a lot of people. <laughs> and like there's there's so no, many. No, there's. And there's, look what I had to do. I had to move across many states to go work in an industry where I was working 70, 80 hours a week. Right. Right try and you know advance myself there is and my family i'll I'll say this because i I feel like we've talked about this in the past i don't either in private or on the show um certain things require sacrifice yep and i think that we are living in a um a period of time where self-sacrifice is not a common trait and i obviously mean that in a very specific sense um because i I think obviously that can be taken out of context but what i mean by that is like you said okay so if if i got an you know an offer tomorrow um that was a really really good opportunity but it required me to pick up and move like across the country you know there is sacrifice in that or even if it was like you're kind of weighing the um good versus bad in a situation like it's not a 100 percent guarantee but if it works out it's something that is like massive in you know potential like career opportunities right and you have to make those kinds of decisions or if like the place that you live is outrageously expensive and you realize well i i have to move for for my own like a you know for for myself like i have to get up and, and take everything and it's kind of a small deal right um but I, I, I think like that's that's kind of where it comes in is like I, I think that for whatever reason the culture is pretty like risk averse at this point. There you know, depending on what we're talking about, they don't have 
any problem risking other people's stuff or lives or whatever the case may be. Um, but when it comes to like taking kind of the, on that personal responsibility, you know, like yeah. if you decide, like again, with the actors, right, or you decide to be a writer in Hollywood, you are taking a risk, you know, and yes, you might get screwed over by someone in that industry, but it's like you're a little naive to think that you're going to go out to Hollywood and become like the next Brad Pitt or, you know, Tom Cruise or whoever, especially this day and age, um, that you're just going to, you are the person that's going to become wildly successful. Because more often than not, that's not the case. Right. What's it called? Survivorship bias um, to where you focus on the positive results rather than the plethora of results showing the exact opposite. Uh, And you don't necessarily, like, you know, it's good to take risks. Like, people need to take risks. Um, I I don't think that you kind of... you know, everyone needs to sit around and and just, you know, get that desk job or whatever. Yeah, yeah, people have to be able to do certain things that they're like, man, I really want to take this opportunity to try to do this. I think it's great. Um, I also think it's fine if like you're just like, I need to have like a stable job. It's personality sometimes that mix into that. Anyway, but that's the thing with like a lot of this stuff going on. It's like it's hard for me to really feel bad for a lot of people, and especially after like COVID and a lot of the other stuff that happened, where it's like y'all were some of the most insufferable people on planet earth for three years and now you're looking for like support from the outside yeah and so i'm I, it just that's makes the, me roll my thing. eyes like especially coming from our standpoint as christians trying to balance all that out like you know obviously there's love and care for these people we don't want them to be stranded and you know not have work but there's work for them to seek that may not be an acting it's hard for me to get behind you like behind you know sag afra and or the studios um, as well and kind of support them when, you know, again, we have this history here here of them showing us how much they hate us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and telling it's, it, the thing telling is, us, is, but also telling us. Let me just put it this way, right? I think it's, it's a fair enough um, thing to say. You know, dusting your sandals off and leaving. Yes. Because... Pretty much that, and again, you know, I, I, I'm reiterating. I hope they find work that may not be in acting, but something to where they can have, uh, be provided for, provide mm-hmm. for their families and stuff like that. We're not certainly not wishing ill on them, but no. as I, you just said, in this situation, it's kind of like dusting our feet off. Yeah, you you just kind of go, you know, yeah, you just you turn, you know, actors and actresses or whatever made out this this big deal like they were the moral authority in the situation. Um, you know, they they tried to like play us against like our grandparents and like all this stuff. I mean, even I uh who was it? Um Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, said had his little spiel during that time. And then he came uh, out yeah, recently your freedoms. Yeah, and then he came out recently and said something that was like Oh, I think he was talking about how bad like the cities like cities are. And it's like, dude, but we 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 don't just forget what you said on that. You don't get like, oh yeah, we're we're cool with you now because you agree with yeah, us on this point. When this other point that was, in my opinion, like a way worse thing to be pushing, uh, yeah. it's like there needs to be accountability. Is all sure, and and that's the thing is like, and and you know that's where I'm at because like, I think that there there seems to be, there there's a couple things in sort of in culture. Um, whether we're talking about like our side of things, um, where you have like um, people who have said 
uh, just like some ridiculous stuff in the silly like entertainment side of things that we cover um, or in like the bigger aspect of things that there's there's not a lot of room for like redemption for people or grace for people yeah. um, but at the same time there has to to some degree um, especially depending on the situation but like there's got to be that accountability or that thing where, where someone goes man like I was absolutely wrong about this and I want to try to do better and want to try to like do that, which isn't the case a lot of the times. Like take t- the the typical thing that happens across the board, whether no matter what we're talking about, is that like if you have a very boisterous um, uh, group of people, it's really easy to talk about politics, but it happens everywhere, and they are pushing, 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 pushing something, and then it turns out that they were wrong about that thing. Um, they will not own up to it. Yeah. And they will just slowly try to change the narrative. And that's kind of where it comes with Zach Afro, where it's like it's hard to support yeah. these people who are doing this. Right. So and, and and it's it's one of those things that's like that unfortunately is the culture. Yeah. It's without shocking. that accountability there. Like well, again, the these people can be redeemed for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah. And like there's a difference in forgiveness, right? We can forgive people versus trusting them and then putting in them back into these places right, right. that's lacks right. wisdom right it's like once you've sort of like it would take a lot in an instance for me to be like okay well you kind of are back in the same standing that you were before this this massive thing anyway um yeah it's it's very difficult like the culture just like leans towards that like we just forget about things that have happened and pretend like it wasn't a thing, and then we then we move on. And I and I'm just yeah. like, I listen. I, you just don't have my sympathy in this. Yeah, like it's just. I'm, and that's where we are with the SAG AFTRA and the studios. Yeah, we don't. Our sympathy really isn't with the studios or the actors, um, except for you know obviously the ones that uh, don't apply to the situation. Well, and it and it does like suck. That. And those who have like you know said hey even those who were maybe on the side that we were talking about where they were pushing this for so long and they got deceived there's hope for everyone and redemption for everyone if they you know Some, come out and say i'm sorry i messed up yeah. yeah absolutely sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you come to those realizations unfortunately yeah and sometimes people just never they never do like the star wars fan base yeah exactly apparently that bottom keeps going i'm trying to find i know i'm still waiting i'm still waiting right um anyway let's get into into let's get into five five nights nights let's talk about another fan base that's probably gonna be really pissed at us um (laughs) i can't wait for this one man because this is like you're gen z and younger so you know so i don't know i don't want to like i don't want to sugarcoat it because that's not how we do things um, and let's not bury the lead either. No, let me let me say this though. Okay. Um, to be fair to the fan, to, or, or to try to give like a bit of a palm branch to the Five Nights fan base. Um, I think Five Nights in general, from what I have like learned since watching the movie, and I, I spent a little time like looking at the history of the franchise, um, which we're not going to really get into. But I was like, you know, let me like. Let me do just a little bit of legwork so yeah. that I'm not going into this like 100% ignorant to that. Um, right. I think that it is kind of an interesting concept. 
to the point where I might say, like, in concept, it's kind of cool for, like, a spooky, um, like, horror. Like, I like, I, there's a lot of horror that I like. And, and Five Nights and, like, what they're doing with that and, like, growing up in the era of, like, Chuck E. Cheese. Um, there's, there's definitely something that works here. Clearly this, as a, uh, like, from a video game perspective, really resonated with people. Um, and I will not in any way attempt to just like fully understand it because it's just not, I, I, I've talked about it and, and it, it will be a criticism of the movie as well. Um, but this is a consistent criticism for me across the board. Um, I I think that 99% of jump scares are incredibly cheap and they fake tension in a movie. And not Mm. only does this movie have lots of them but they're not they're not even effective (laughs) yeah it's they're not you know you can have like a pretty terrible horror movie that has at least has effective jump scares um i don't know maybe if i had seen it in the theater it would have been different but i was kind of thinking have these the people that wrote wrote this not seen jaws like so i think that would have been a more effective tension building do you want um, aspect? Do you want to know why this movie only costs about twenty million to make? Why? Tell me. If you look at everyone in it, like Josh Josh Hutcherson is the only relatively well known actor in it. Well, well, you've got Will. Uh, hang on. I was about to say you got old, uh, but Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. In there. Okay, but to, so so as far as I'm concerned at this point, Josh Josh Hutcherson and Matthew Lillard are like kind of in a similar tier yes no no the fan base for five nights is not going to this movie and knowing who he is <laughs> no, no that is no, that's more will, of a but... reference for someone my age or your age yeah because you're a big into the uh scooby-doo movies no he's in Scr- no he's in scream just messing oh okay i'm just making sure because i didn't know if you if, if you were aware yeah yeah he's um, in scream right he's in yeah he's, he's shaggy too um but that, yeah, that that wouldn't be the thing, and it's not even really where this com- where the quote it's like kind of a meta reference, you know. And I should have picked up on it, and I I I was like, I, so are we doing full spoilers? Are we gonna just go ahead? And, yeah, yeah, that's I, how we review it. So we're gonna full spoilers. We're gonna go in in kind of a like we we did before, um, with this plot summary, cast performances, likes, and then dislikes. Um. But there are going to be things that are just out of order because that's sometimes, you know, we're just, you got to talk about stuff. And We're the number one newer Divergent podcast yes. for a reason. So, so it's, yeah, sometimes it gets a little, it gets a little weird in here. It's um, a little neuro, neurodivergent. Yeah. Um, so the plot summary, is, I'll just say what I wrote is Mike, a security guard who loses his job due to past, tra- past traumatic events, takes a new security job working the night shift at, an arcade joint yes. when the bear robots come to life he must defend himself and his sister from them <laughs> yeah and that's kind of it uh i was just trying to go really simplistic like yeah and it's pretty vague um it, what you said would have been better if that was kind of what it was if it was just a yeah. little bit uh <laughs> number one downside come on now jenna um it is sort of in the spirit there's like about a scene about halfway through hey can you put jenna in timeout for me (laughs) 
I just saw that comment. Oh my god. Uh, she Jenna's already in trouble for other comments, so yeah. <laughs> we had we had to have yep. a little conversation, had to have a little sit down. Um, no, we love you, Jenna. Um, but the uh, okay, so the whole movie, and we we you would kind of these were my thoughts as well, and you had said this to me after I kind of forced you to watch this. Um, no ban, please. Um. The movie can't really decide what it wants to be. Uh, yes. And there are a lot... There's a lot of plot in this. And most of it, I think, is unnecessary. Um, it's a, a lot of it is lore-based. Um, so one of the things that I, I, I guess in some way is a compliment... Uh, and, and this movie might be an interesting case of like... I guess it's not that there... That the lore is respected in it i i think that it 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 feels really shoved in like there there's not a coherent uh through line for the movie like you have so much stuff going on in there that's like really what they they should have picked a couple aspects of like uh the characters that they wanted to to deal with and then made it more simplistic in that way yeah, if that, does that make sense? I, I, yeah, I guess maybe we should just talk about the plot. I, I think I'm I'm trying to uh, not talk about elements of it too um, too deeply, but but yeah, I, I, this is definitely it, it's a good idea to give fan service and to be respectful of the lore. That's a good idea. Again, this is something we've said before in the past. You can be respectful of the lore and still make a bad movie or show. Because yeah, again. You, you need to be able to create and craft a good narrative. And the problem here isn't that they're respect of the war. The problem here is that's their only focus. The narrative is, is give, the problem. Yeah, the exactly. Narrative is the problem. And you're talking about the film. The film's story lacks focus. It attempts to tackle multiple themes without doing any of them justice. Is this a story yeah. about human trafficking and the horrors children and family members face in those circumstances? Is it a story about defeating scary robots that have been killing people? Is it a story about a guy <laughs> fighting to keep custody of his sister? Is it a story about a bunch of kid, ki, uh, ghosts of kids vying for revenge against the man who kidnapped them? Is it a story about a daughter getting revenge on her abusive father? Again, that's what I mean. There's all these various element, <laughs> elements in it. And then also, like, trauma dumps in it um, to where they do these trauma dumps and all these elements to get you to care. But none of them are effective at getting, at least getting me to care. Um, right. Because it's just not really executed that well. No, I don't think any of it is. I, I, I think that even on, like, a basic plot, like, it... If you kind of ignore all of the crazy stuff going on with the the characters and like, because it, it's a lot. So our 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 main character, uh, Mike, by Josh Hutcherson, who plays Mike, which is the name of the security guard in the original game. Um, so there are there's those references like, and this is the thing that having the creator involved in the project. This is why. We will we'll say that stuff is important. So I, I you got to give credit where credit is due. He was involved, um, and so you're gonna have those references for the people that want those references. The problem is, is that Mike had um. So the, the I guess the I don't, it's not really even an inciting incident. So one of the problems that Mike suffers from is that when he was a kid, his little brother was abducted. 
and boy, do they want you to Holy know that he smokes. has nightmares about that. They, they've got to remind you about that every 10 minutes. Um, and, like, you know, there's a... At the fifth time, I was like, we get it. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. That in and of itself, and and, and it's why, like, I, I think at the beginning, I was still, I was still sort of on board. Because I was like, oh, you know, like, child abduction is not something that gets, like, covered in anything anymore. Yep. And so I was like, that's... That's kind of refreshing in a way for like the genre that we're talking about. Like, you, that's not so, you know usually it's like uh, just not that for whatever reason. Like they they always go down the route of like uh, some other sort of like traumatic experience. But like I just I, I don't feel like child abduction is one that gets used for you know uh, characters that often and, yeah. and so i'm like okay i'm i'm here with this i was somewhat aware of the the five nights mythology going into it just very little bit here and there and i don't i don't even know why it's just stuff that you pick up sometimes you know it's just like you don't have to lie david yeah I'm oh like, super fan nights, dude i've played freddy, every game i've watched Dollar. markiplier play every five nights are you game. starting the uh five nights at freddy's university oh ab- teach, yes uh, absolutely the, the history of it so um the, you know, there's there's some interesting stuff there. You know, he has a, a sister now, and then, like, the... I guess you could say sort of, like, the inciting incident for why he's in the place that he's in in his life is that he has hang-ups about what happened to his brother because he blames himself for it. Um, and he... Hey, and he's on medication because they want you to know because they zoom on. Yeah, but on he, that, he's uh, not on the... I don't think he's on the medication been, until like, after seven the... Seven times. Yeah, well, maybe he is on the medication ahead of time. Anyway, yeah, he, yeah so he's got... He, he's got a lot of hangups and it causes him to end up in a place in his life where he has like no other choice but to take this insane job you know um yeah. and and you, you we kind of know that as the audience that clearly there's something weird going on but he doesn't but it's his whole like backstory is believable enough that you're like all right i can understand that you're so down in your luck and you have everything working against you that you're desperate that you'll take pretty much any job that someone offers you um I think that, I, I and I guess this is just the way that I watch movies sometimes, and I should have seen it coming. But like Matthew Lillard showing up, he he makes this really obvious gesture when he gives yeah. uh, Mike the job that I should have realized. But they, you know, I wasn't even sure. Oh, you didn't catch it, huh? No, I did. It was it was the I just didn't put the connector together because I was I don't think I was expecting that to be a revelation at the end of the movie. Um, so they don't, they don't really talk about, um, the owner of Five Nights still being around so much. Like, it's so vague, yeah. the way that they handle it, that I was sort of like, okay, it must just be, like, and that's the thing, is like, a lot of the stuff was like, okay, I just need to see where they're connecting these pieces before I may, I like, pass any judgment on it. But in, in hindsight, it, it, it is super obvious because they specifically picked, the guy that was the killer in the first Scream movie to play yeah. the villain in this. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a weird it's it's a it's weird because of the way that the plot is structured. That you know, he's only it, it, he's only like really the villain for the last, what, ten minutes of this two hour movie? Yeah, it's so, that, right? So it's 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 strange. And again, it's where sometimes it feels like it was more of a 
let's give the fans what they want than something that really needed to be put into it. Yeah, I, for casual viewers, I think right. One of the problems I think um, is that the trailer should have refrained from showing the robots immediately alive and active. Yeah, I think if they would have gone again, I think I said earlier. Um, more how the structure of Jaws is carried out that, you know, the film should brace its and and fully embrace its archaic, eerie and funny elements because obviously they didn't want to lean too hard into the horror elements for it being a PG-13 movie, even though they do kind of uh, push that to its fullest extent. Um, I would say that that's a mistake, though. Because if you if you watch if like if you watch any of the gameplay, the whole point is that it's supposed to be like dark and creepy, and you don't really understand why these things are doing what they're doing, how it's even possible. And I here's the thing: is like I wonder if, and of course at this point we're just speculating, because there's yeah. there's no way to really know. I wonder if the movie would have ha- been a little bit more effective if they just they didn't do like massive lore dumps in it. Yep, I, and I give think, away like the whole like the whole concept behind them. And if you're gonna do that, like save it, I mean. save it for like another what the trailer movie. Did yeah, that's what the trailer kind of did. If, if they would have just incorporated moments where viewers caught glimpses of the robots moving subtly, or like you're you, but in a way, to what makes the audience question themselves, like are they really moving? Are they not? Kind of similar to the build to tension building approach in jaws yeah then i think that'd been more effective at getting the scariness across and all these things are happening yeah Um, well because here's the thing man is like you can do creepy pg-13 movies i mean like the grudge exists yes like i don't know if you've seen it that movie terrified me growing up like it 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 is good it is one of those it's one of those movies that like if you hear the noise that the girl makes in that even today. Like I was putting something like a little spooky thing together for work and I used that sound at one point in it and it still makes your hand your hair stare up a little bit on your neck. Like there's just something sound design and I can go into like a whole rant about the way this stuff works um because I I think like horror in a lot of ways for being a pretty simplistic uh concept for movies a lot of the time um there's a lot that goes into it and a lot that tension building and what makes things scary uh, isn't always just what you see. But like you were saying, like All inter- interesting sound design, um, glimpses of things, sort of like not really knowing. And of course, you know, the biggest problem, I, I guess it's a problem, but maybe I don't mean it that way. One of the things that you're challenged with this is that a lot of people are going to see this already know. Um, but at the same time, maybe that's that's fine because I think that they were gonna like whatever came on screen as long as it was the franchise that they knew and that it was done respectfully to mm-hmm. that. And I think, as far as that stuff's concerned, I mean, we I think we both agree that the design of the of Freddy and his gang, um, it's excellent. Oh yeah, it's exceptionally designed. The animatronics in yeah. this are fantastic and then that's one of my likes it's also one of my dislikes that they weren't utilized enough yeah there it's there's too much human drama in this and it's this is like this is a constant complaint for us uh with this stuff is like i think movie studios are afraid to embrace that other side yeah like and it's 
really appeared like the studio opted to make a safe adaptation of the video game, yeah. focusing primarily on satisfying the dedicated fan base, which is great, but they failed to create a compelled a compelling narrative that sure. could engage me, the casual viewer, you know? Yeah. Um, and you, you know, I, I mean, we, this movie had roughly a $20 million budget. Like you can do the math as far as, um, that it might, it, you know, we double it if you want to, whatever. Um, but it made $130 million over the weekend. So it's already successful. We're going to get a sequel. Oh, yeah. This is probably oh, going to be a franchise. And I, my hope is legitimately, I, I want, I hope that they the next one's better. Yep. I hope that they potentially actually listen to some of the criticism, and because this is the problem. And and I, you know, uh, Jenna mentioned it in the troll room um, earlier when we were kind of talking about stuff. She's like, "Yeah, don't become, uh, you know, Friday Night Tights or Geeks and Gamers." It's like, you know, I kind of respect what they do to a degree. I don't always agree with them. And one of the things that I'm at the point now where, you know, I think I've I've come to this conclusion that it's like using Rotten Tomatoes scores as like, see, uh, critics don't know what they're talking about. It's when it comes to this, like that's not really a fair comparison. Um, because the movie is not an 89%. I don't care what the, like, I don't, I don't care about the audience score near like as, as much as I don't care about the critic score. Yeah. You know, it's like, but exactly. I think in this case, the critics were a little bit closer to being correct than the fan base the was. Audience. Now, yeah. it doesn't matter because the movie, uh, the movie or the series has a built-in fan base, so it was going to probably make a insane amount of money anyway, even being on Peacock yeah, as a second platform. It it's, did great. It's pretty impressive how well it did. Um, now, that's, again, and, and it's why, like, I... I <laughs> it's not so bad. I But I there there's... I, I want to put the olive branch out there to the Gen Zers and any younger people who might hear this. Um, I don't think this movie is very good. But what we're talking yeah. about is the ways that we re- legitimately would like it to be better because there is so much potential for what's been given. But, I, you know, I guess the thing is, is like, don't be like the Star Wars fan base. Like, don't be blind to your... To the to to like that nostalgia so much that you can't see the failings of this stuff. You know, it's like cause there's stuff in it, man. That's like obviously ridiculous in the sense that like so one of the big plot moments in it uh, is that there's a group of people that are paid by, and this is you know we haven't even talked about the ant in this <laughs> where. Yeah, she's like kind of the villain of the movie, but it's this is the problem is that like it the movie's not focused enough in certain not even air. on the antagonist. Yeah, the so she's kind of the main villain. Like she's one of the villains. There's there's like three. Th- I w- you got to put them into groups, even though two of the groups are only like one person. But you have yeah. the bad people about halfway through the movie who break in um, because they want to make uh, Mike look bad. Now. I this was one of the things I picked up on right away because they go, oh well, we need to break in and make it look like he's bad at his job. Here's the problem with that: um, they break in after he's off the clock, yeah. and and then they try to say that not he, while he's on the clock, right? And then they try to throw. And here's what I think might have happened: maybe um, 
and this is where the bad writing aspect comes into this is that they try to do this thing where they um like after the fact try to tell you that like he forgot to lock something up the problem is is that they show him locking the building up like so he's trying to take responsibility like he clearly okay, is trying to be that too. Yeah. yeah he's trying to be responsible so it, as at me as a viewer i go well he locked up you're te- you are showing me that he locked up there's no evidence in that if you go back and watch and, and watch it and this is what you do is like maybe you do something where like he gets distracted and he puts the lock on but he forgets to close it if you're trying yeah. to convince me that that was a case and the thing is is you can film that in post if you go oh crap that's an easy correction that's it's a it's a really easy correction that they didn't do so their correction was to get vanessa to tell him in a random scene well you forgot to lock something and he just believes her and so and it's like that's supposed to be the thing that's like oh well he did it and i'm like it's not no you no you don't just get to do that it's like it's a it's a ridiculous premise that that they got in in the daytime when he's not on his shift and that he's responsible for something when he was off the clock yeah it's it's goofy exactly. and if he is it like is yeah, and she was trying to use like all of this like police stuff or whatever to be like, oh, I can't remember. Oh, it's like it's it's uh criminal because like criminal negligence or something like that. And I'm like, this is really not. I, I don't think anyone would press charges for this. Buy that, yeah. And you know, speaking of Vanessa, um, so I couldn't place her right. I I recognize the actress. But I couldn't remember what she was in, and it was driving me nuts. And I eventually looked it up. So she she's barely been in anything. The most notable thing she's been in was the first season of You. Oh, she was. Have was you ever? You haven't uh, seen that. Interest? Yeah, I have. Okay, yeah, she's the she's the girl. Oh yeah. In the, season in one. The, in season one, right? Yeah. Um, whose name? I, that show sucks. Um, but yeah, it, it does. And you know, I I just don't think she. I don't know. I know sometimes, like I, I think maybe we're we're pretty soft on actors and actresses because we don't always feel like it's their fault. Always on them. She's real stale in this. Um, I, it, they were trying to go for this weird like mystery thing, and I could like. Here's the problem: is like you, you saw that cop car that she was driving because the whole idea is that she's supposed to be like a cop, mm-hmm. and I was like, that car looks because re- that car looks really dated. Um. And dad it, bought it for yeah i was like is, is it conv- yeah is it convincing that that's what she's supposed to be and like you know mike just sort of seems to go along with it and i guess it was just because of the budget so they just got a really old police car cuz they don't look like that anymore and i think it's supposed to be set in like 2023 the movie yeah. is yeah i think it is so it's really it's just like a really weird and so I was like, is she really a cop? And then it turns out she is, and that her plot twist is something totally different. Um, Speaking of plot twists, yeah. good night. Too many plot twists in this movie. Uh, yeah, there's, what, like six? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, man. It's hard for me to remember all of them, but I just remember like, plot twist, plot twist, plot like, Yeah. How, how, it's like they said, I wonder how many plot twists we could fit in this movie. Let's see. <laughs> And they keep coming. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't care about any of them. You're not subverted in any way. No, and I, none of them are, are really that great. And it's like, you, you. it was like obvious that, 
uh, Mike's brother who was taken, there was going to be some sort of connection to, and and again, one like these are convenience things too, right? It's it's so convenient that Mike happened to walk into the office of the man who kidnapped his brother. Yes, right. He just you know it's like everything in his life led him to this like specific point. Um, and it's if like he would have never tackled that dad. He never would have been in that position. To, oh, yeah, yeah, really convenient. And um, I know. Uh, so yeah, and then you have like okay, so let's see here. Let me get back to my list. Uh, I don't know if I really feel one way or the other. I honestly, I think most of the acting in this is pretty flat. Yeah, I agree. Um, n- did anyone stand Trailer out for you? Maybe the little girl. Like, I don't know. Like everybody, yeah. acting is pretty. You know, right there. But maybe the little girl actress. I, th- I thought. You know, um, well, all things considered, you know, she did a good job but like none of these actors have much to work with either dialogue wise like they're trying to take chicken crap and make chicken salad with it you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's I, I all of them are pretty gen- it's like either gen- you know it's like the ant is like generic evil ant yeah um it's I, not the, as bad i don't know if the dialogue is is there any part that's as bad bad as like the rings of power dialogue like you have not seen what i have seen no Gladriel, blah 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 blah. No, you have not seen what I have. Seen. You, you know, know sometimes, sometimes with these kind of movies, it's hard because like, I, I'm like going in, knowing that it's not going to be good, and so sometimes I don't. I can't remember anything in particular. Um, it, the I think again, it's 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 less that like. There's specific goofy stuff that was said, as much as it's like like Vanessa's character basically is in the movie to do Five Nights at Freddy's lore dumps. Like not like you're going along in this movie, and Mike is like, oh, there's some you know some stuff's happening. You know, we get that opening scene with the um, the other guard uh, before Mike, who we don't really get any real like understanding why they killed that guy other than that's just like what they do i guess um i get from what i i i was looking at uh, uh, apparently you know and we know like they're controlled by we find out later that they're controlled by um matthew lillard's character um but like i don't know if there was like a, like why are it you know it's like he's controlling them but why did he kill the security guard yeah right i what was the purpose yeah because in in the games allegedly just from what i had i had seen um the animatronics that are controlled by the vengeful ghosts of these um children can't differentiate between humans so they have this like vengeful intent but they enact it on everyone right but in this, they are. It is specifically said that they're controlled by uh, the Matthew yellow Lillard bunny, Lillard. Matthew Lillard's character, yeah. and he has a name, and it's slipped in my mind. Like there's like an actual like oh, yeah, let term. Me see. see if you can find it. Um, 
but it's it's sort of like okay, well then like what oh, the I, yellow one he's has just a specific name. The yellow rabbit has a specific name um in that universe. I just can't remember. And he has a he has like an actual name too. Um, that's not what he's titled as because that would have been insane for them to give him his actual name on um, uh, on this, I think. Spring Bunny? Spring Bunny, thank you. Um, oh, no, they maybe they do just give it away. See, this is the problem is I'm, not, I'm just not up on the lore. Uh, but anyway, um, he is controlling them, but like, other than oh he just likes killing people and using these robots to do it it's like all right i mean I, that's that's something i guess but it's not <laughs> you know i don't know it's it's not developed enough for me to really be like well it's it's not that interesting i guess is what it really comes down to because it's not really developed um yeah no i mean the story isn't really developed that well. The characters aren't developed that well. Um, I mean, I think the atmosphere and setting of the arcade is well crafted. I think it's, it's pretty cool. cool. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I don't really like. I'm just the this didn't leave me wanting to watch the next one. Sure, you know, I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like, it was the only the only reason why I watched this in the first place was because of you. Yeah, but you know, I'm just I don't know. That's really all I have to say. I I like. Um the scene where I'll all to to a degree uh, I say like you know and I'm not gonna put on a, a score on like 20 minutes of a movie but the scene where all of the like bad people go in there I, I don't even know how to really describe them I guess they're I'll oh call them, yeah I'll call them the thieves yeah. or whatever yeah um that is like what I expected for most of the movie was like these interesting kind of scenarios like that where it's actually taking advantage of what the games were. Right. Because um, you can't, like, five adapting Five Nights, if you watch, like, the gameplay, it it doesn't lend itself to that necessarily. So you do have to find a way to craft um, a story around this. And um, it's easy enough that, like, a guard gets a job at this place and something's off about the animatronics and he's getting phone calls from people. You I think what it is is like you really could have simplified a lot of I mean, it's funny cuz I, I do feel like the movie is simplified a lot, but you really could have like toned down a lot of this, get rid of the like plot line with the ant. Like she doesn't yeah. need to she really doesn't need to be in the movie. Like she gets taken out in the most like unceremonious way at the <laughs> yeah, end of the movie. The how the freaking what was wasn't it the bear that did it? Yeah, it was Freddy. Um yeah, and uh how did he even get there? Did he take a taxi? Well, that's Uber? what's so. Yeah, that's what's so like. And I guess part of me wants to forget it or forgive it because I like the absurdity of it that this massive animatronic bear took a taxi um, to go pick up the little girl and murder her aunt. Yeah, <laughs> it's very like B movie in that way. Um, and I, I think that maybe if the movie had embraced some of that a little bit more, you know, kind of the way that, that One Piece did. Yes. That it's like, we know this plot is absurd. We know that some of this stuff isn't going to make sense. Um, and, and, and not, and not treat it like it needs to be this, this like grounded. Uh, yeah. This Holly, you know, this per, this, uh, serious production in a way. It's like, you gotta yeah. uh, kind of know that this is absurd. You don't have the Christopher Nolan. This is yeah. basically the, what you're trying to say. And one of the, the, as far as like bringing, 
realism and groundedness to it. Like sure, okay I mean, like I wouldn't even call, even what we got isn't close to yeah. that. But it, it's one of <laughs> no, those things that's not. like they were trying too much to I do this like human that. story in the thing. Yeah. You know, and have all of this like, oh, this drama between the humans, and it's like, I don't, we don't need that. Like, no one's here for that. That's not why people want to want to watch this. So it's like, it's not why people continue to go see Transformers for year, like years upon years, right? It's not why yeah. um, Saw was so popular for so many, even though that has an insane amount of like stupid human drama in it that some people like, I, I, like unironically like the weird soap opera drama stuff in Saw. It's it's the strangest thing. That's a, that's a tangent for another time. Um, you know there are there are very specific things that are like the core of why people go to see that, and I think five one of the biggest flaws with Five Nights is that they don't embrace that enough. You get that twenty minute segment where you're like, okay, this is kind of what I was looking for, I, and I may not even be twenty minutes. I'm, I'm I am kind of guessing with that, but. And I've had this picture of Josh Hutcherson of... I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> For those of you watching this on YouTube. What? It's just his... It's been his, it's been his face on there. I just got there. a pirated warning yeah. on... Uh, you there? Huh? Hello? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did I cut out? No, I got disconnected. Oh, okay. Can you hear Did me? you get the... Okay, um, we're good. Okay, we are. I was like, uh-oh. We're, okay, so, uh, Corey X... Uh, we're not streaming the movie, yeah, to, we're not to be clear. Yeah, we're not streaming the movie. <laughs> I got the same warning on TikTok. I'm like, we aren't streaming the movie. So... I, there's nothing to worry about. Stream is back. Cool. Except for I got try your best not to go to jail. Streaming movies are illegal. It's also pirating. Just a warning. I'm like, we aren't. We clearly aren't. It it's been. It's literally been called, on Josh Hutcherson's face. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> it's some. It's from someone called Pirated Movies Alert. Like, oh, cool. Um, yeah. To to be clear, it's it's under fair use. Yes. Uh, you know. And it's on Peacock, so, you know. But I can't, I'm not even getting it to, to do its thing, so. We're just going to cut that out. Sorry, y'all. I don't know why that was uh, frozen yeah. like that. I'm going to try and refresh it on my end. It's got a bit <laughs> grainy there. All right. Yeah, but seriously, people look up fair use. Yeah, I mean, not that we wouldn't put it past YouTube to try and do that to us. Right? Yeah, I mean, they don't they don't follow the, they don't follow what what that really means most of the time anyway. Um, yeah, and we appreciate the the warning. Like, I know some people are actually trying to do it in good faith, but it's like, yeah, we've been do we've been doing this a while now. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to the person who tried to hack our Instagram today. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, it didn't work for you, did it, buddy? No. So let me see if I've got. Any more notes on this before we call it a night? Oh yeah, I said that uh, with the um, the lighting could have been better executed. I don't know if you caught on to that or at all. I just felt that the lighting in this movie was actually not done that well. I don't really think I was paying that close of attention to this. Um, well, as far as that's concerned, like it wasn't really. 
<laughs> and I thought the, the only other thought I, I had, um, and I'll close it out with saying this, is that I think because there are so many added elements to this that they were trying to weave and craft a narrative with that it hindered the eeriness and scariness of the movie um, with all these prolonged dialogue sequences. And as you were saying before um, we got disconnected, uh, that getting rid of some of these plot lines like with the ant and uh, being yeah. more focused on certain aspects of the film would have been a lot better. I, I think I said when, I don't think we were live when I st stated this, but um, forgive me if I am repeating myself, but it, this movie could have been like Violent Night was last year. Like know exactly what it is. Yeah. Execute on it. It's over the top. It's funny. It's goofy. It has a storyline that's, you know, halfway decent. Um, it, it could have been that. That's not what this is, though. You know, so. Yeah, it's just. Which I'm going to be rewatch watching this year, too, by the way. Violent Night. Violent Shout Night. out to that movie yeah and silent night really com comes it. out in about a month uh, I know. so hopefully that turns out to be pretty good too uh yeah i mean like look i i would i would love to i i know that there's gonna be tons of people who are gonna you know put, put clips out or whatever and people are gonna be upset you know oh well, if you don't like it why'd you watch it or why are you talking about it or whatever but it's like legitimately like i would like to see things better you know yeah we didn't go into this hoping for it to be bad and I, we hope that things are done better like I, I won't ring the rings of power season two for example to be great i won't like well, all this stuff to come out to be great but we know well that's a different situation but yeah. i would have much have preferred five nights at it's, freddy's to have been good it's a situation of like it's not even really that like i was thinking like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me like i have no expectation after yeah. the first season of rings of power like would i have liked that show to actually potentially be good when it when it's came you know when the first season came out yeah i mean look, look going into like five nights like i don't want to watch it and then it like expecting it to be bad so that we can talk about how bad it is like i would like to talk about something being good um yes. unfortunately Which is why i had to watch dune yesterday because <laughs> i watched fast x and i had to you it's know, a palate cleanser. That's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's I Jake like, and I. Oh, Jake and I shout watched. Out this movie. Yeah, Jake and I watched Spirited Away in the in the Discord, uh, and you know it's like it's such a breath oh, of fresh. Isn't that an anime? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. One of my favorite animes is uh, King of the Hill. Oh, we know. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, put put that out on uh, on TikTok and see how well it goes for you. Oh, I will. I'm thinking <laughs> it as an anime. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it is nice to watch stuff and go, oh man, that was good. I was like, I wish more things could be like that, yeah, you know, right. and we're just, we are in a, in a season with Hollywood where that is just not the case. Um, nope. and unfortunately people just really want to defend mediocre content. Uh, and I know it's probably, uh, a fool's endeavor to try to attempt to like reach out to the five nights fan base and be like, guys, like, please, you know, be critical of the things that, that you love, you know, because they'll get better if you are, 
It, yeah, it, and, it, and here's the thing. You can enjoy something that is a subpar movie, a bad movie, an all right movie um, that we are criticizing. Just like I enjoy the Hobbit movies. But here's the thing. I recognize that, okay, the first one's decent. Um, maybe you, there's an argument to be had that it could be good. Uh, but the next two movies are definitely bad. I yeah. may still enjoy them, but I recognize, yeah, this is a bit goofy and over the top. Granted, it wasn't Peter Jackson's fault, more so the studio's and everything they did with that whole disaster. But Un- unfortunately, it takes time for that stuff to typically happen, you know? Yeah. It just, you know how it's that, that idea that like things don't age well a lot of the time, and, and that's the case. So, so stuff that people may, may be really, really hyped on in the moment, with a little bit of time, with a little bit of discussion, a lot of people will usually go... Yeah, you know, that really wasn't that good. And, like, you get older, too, right? So, with this fan base, for instance, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are pretty young that are going to see it. I would imagine in 10 years, they'll they'll be nostalgic for it and be like, man, I should. Well, I haven't seen that in a while, and go back and watch it and be like, yeah, maybe that wasn't as good as I thought it was, you know? Yeah. Uh, things change for people. Um, and, you know, we'll, we will definitely not, get... Not for Star Wars. Yeah, well... Yeah. Well... <laughs> No, it does. It just, it's constantly happening now because instead of it being like one movie every couple of years or whatever, or over a extended number of years, it's like a couple times a year it goes through, oh, this is so great, and then no one remembers it 10 minutes after it's over. And usually by about halfway through the season, most people don't even remember it. Um... But yeah, I don't know, man. I it, it it's gonna be that that typical stuff too. But I hope there's somebody out there that's like, yeah, you know, it could have been better. <laughs> Just like one person. Yeah, right. I'll take I'll take one person. I think they're out there. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, can't really recommend it. I mean, it is on Peacock, so like, I you can probably get a free week or whatever if you're curious. Yeah, watch it. That's really the only you know. I, it was out, and I was like, you know. I was like, out of curiosity, let me just let me just see, because it is. I mean, like, it's it's wildly popular. Um, and it was a letdown. And it's just not that good. Uh, yeah, I think you know, I had told you like four out of ten. I could probably be talked down. Um, yeah, I talked you down. I don't know. It, I guess the reason that I'm I'm still kind of there. Three out of ten is probably good too. More accurate, um, yeah. Uh, is because it's just not. I, mean, I was telling you, it's like the stakes. David, David feeling soft and fuzzy today. That's yeah, maybe that's what it is. I'm feeling a little generous today. Um, but really, like I, I think because we deal so often with uh stories that have these like wildly massive stakes uh, that could have been like easily avoided, and to have something that's just kind of like bad because like the writing's not all that consistent and it's not just like how did you not you know it's like it's it, it's the grandiose nature of stuff like star wars and lord of the rings and um yeah you know the the not so great aspects of uh game of thrones and house of the dragon and you know the uh, and witcher and, and the stuff where it's like it's all in this like grand scale it's this grand story so having something a story that's kind of contained like that um it's maybe it's just like I you know I, I need I would need a little more time to to kind of stew in the movie um, 
but you know, I'm not. We're not. We're not really going to talk about it again after this. But I, yeah. I think because it's like, oh, when you really break it down, it's just the story of like this guy trying to protect protect his little sister. Yeah, and he does that. Mo, you know, and there's not like the world's not going to blow up one way or the other. It's just sort of like pretty self-contained. Like it, yep. it, like if he fails, the main bad guy is just going to kind of continue to to do what he's doing. It, it feels way more simplistic story-wise um, that maybe I'm a little softer on it because of that. Like it's just not unbelievably frustrating like every constant decision that was being made in Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not that bad. That might have something to do with it. Um, well, I don't really have anything else to say to you. No, not really. Um, Shout out to uh, John Burke, who is the producer of this episode. For those who don't yes. know, we utilize a value-for-value value system, which means you can donate via your time, talent, and treasure to our show to help us grow our brand. Um, and we utilize um, credits here, meaning that those who donate $100 or less, or whether if that's lump sum or cumulatively, means that you will automatically become a producer of the corresponding episode. Donations of $100 or more, you become an associate executive producer, and donations of $200 or more, you become an executive producer of the corresponding episode. And these are our credits. We will vouch for there is no deal you have to sign with us. We just appreciate you being here. Yeah. We might put you in a giant animatronic suit if, uh, you know. If you say things like Jenna. Mm. Or you argue stupid points with Star Wars. Yes. Watch out, Jenna. Um, and, yeah. Uh, Time and talent, meaning like if you're good at editing, if you uh, want to do artwork for us, YouTube thumbnails, uh, we're really trying to grow our community in that aspect to where, you know, the value you think you're getting from our content, you can donate in life form to us, whatever you think the value is worth. Somebody asked for in uh, TikTok. Um, thoughts on the new Snow White versus the Daily Wire Snow White. So, real oh, fast, we didn't actually thoughts? talk about that, did we? Um, all right, real quick. Um, I find it very weird that the culture war is currently surrounded by Snow White. <laughs> like, I find it weird that they're doing this movie behind a paywall rather than just releasing yeah. it. I do think it. When I saw the preview, it seemed like more so. This is more satirical. You know, maybe not. Maybe it is serious. Oh, no, it's serious. A hundred percent. Oh, it is? Because okay. they're doing, like, they're trying to do, like, children's programming. Um, okay. And I, and I think that's, hey, listen, I'm all for Daily Wire producing content, putting out there, there being some competition to this stuff. All for it. Yeah, gonna, free speech exists. I just wish it wasn't another propagandist company doing it. You know, I mean, like, like hey, just we're be definitely real. gonna watch it and review. Yeah, it. well, yeah, but let's just be real about it. I mean, that's what the Daily Wire is. Like, it's not. Yeah, they are. They are not uh, unbiased in their views on anything. Um, hey, you know what? That's fine. We're gonna get this movie and these other movies we get from them, and we're gonna review them straight up. I mean, you know, that's what we do. Yeah, but uh, I'm not. Pay- I'm not going through a paywall to watch Snow White. I like. I don't care. Heck, like, look, heck I, no. I don't care about Snow White. 
like I, it's this is the same thing because like when you told like you know you went to go see uh, Little Mermaid because of your wife, but it's like I'm not watching Little Mermaid. Like what? Do, do y'all really want us to sit here for like two hours and talk about Little Mermaid? That it, that uh, seems insane to that, me. I know you put what's her names. Um, rap on repeat we know you listen oh jeez. i actually had a conversation with, with somebody about that recently because they were like oh i should watch little mermaid soon and i was like you really shouldn't i can't um, wait till we get to the end of the year and we do our uh we get to let each other know what our worst movie and worst tv show and then best movie and best tv show was for yeah. this year i'm actually really interested i need to i need to, to that's think gonna be a hard one to think about i'm glad we had the list that's gonna be that's um, gonna be. There's some up there for worst one. Yeah. That's gonna be the hardest one. But yeah, but listen, when it really comes down to it, with this like entertainment culture war thing, like I, I think it is really goofy behavior that for a while Snow White has sort of been the the point of the like the point of the spear for this stuff for like the the, the culture war, if you will. It's Why like is that? because it's not. Like why is the why Snow White? I think because of just all the, you know, it's kind of like with South Park, just because of all the yeah, drama surrounding Disney and what they do. There and have I been think with Daily Wire, they're trying to approach it from a standpoint of well, what can we do outside of you know their normal shtick um, as far as movie wise? And I think you know, uh, for me and my perspective, I'm actually I'm again I'm not paying for Daily Wire to watch the movie. I'm actually interested. Doesn't. You know, to see it, to see what they're going to convey, it definitely off the trailer, it did not strike me as, okay, we're getting something that's good quality. I hope I'm surprised, though. Um, I guess. I, okay, let me put it this way. Like, Snow... Okay, look at it from this perspective, and then we'll be done. Okay. I appreciate the question, too, because um, I, I, you know, I did want to talk about this. Um, Snow White was never marketed towards me. No. Ever. No, I mean, like, I saw it, but it was never, and so, like, to have... That as the focal point of the culture world. And, and so many people be f- so focused on it for so long. I Like, listen, I understand that Rachel Zegler has... I, I don't know what's further beyond putting your foot in your mouth, um, but clearly she has said a lot of things that someone should have been like, please stop. Like yeah. you, you're nuking this movie. You know, they they there there used to be this thing that they did where like they would stop celebrities from giving lots of opinions about things, um, because they are actors, right? They're right. Uh, and so, uh, it it's so strange to me to see so. I guess this is what it is. It's so strange to me to see so many people fired up about Snow White. You know, Star Wars makes sense to me. All right. Like Indiana Jones makes sense to me why people are so fired up. If there were like, if there was like this group of women that was crazy fired up about why, like Snow White not being good, I I could get behind that. But like, and maybe it's just the circles that we run in, but like Snow White and the number of people that seem to be so fired up about it, I'm like, I, I, it's like, am I missing something? Was like, there just something that happened, you know? And I guess you could say like the original one is this like cultural iconic thing or whatever. But like for me, it's just like it's never held that kind of place of importance in in cinema. It's, it's their highest grossing movie ever, adjusted for inflation. Okay, 
surprisingly, from if That's... I remember correctly, one of them, one of them up there. Okay, but well... I do like uh, what Jenna said uh, regarding Daily Wire, um, uh, and it was to me saying why it's not going to be uh, a good movie. Um, and why it looked uninteresting is because that Daily Wire is just as unoriginal, <laughs> and this is the current thing. Um, and then Matthew <laughs> in the so troll funny. room said, and, and it really is true. Matthew said, "Culture follows what the hot girls want." <laughs> uh, maybe that's what it is, man. Maybe there's some, maybe someone. I don't know. I don't want to think that bad because there's a lot of people that I typically like their opinions on stuff that have probably focused more on Snow White than I could care to. You know, it's like at this, especially at this point. And so, and and maybe this is hypocritical because hey. we're talking about it. But like every time people talk about it now, I just want to be like, I just don't care, guys. If I, it bleeds, it leads, David. I guess that's the case. Yeah, and and, and it Rachel Zegler is just has just made such uh, a ridiculous like she's made herself so ridiculous because of this situation. Like yeah. I guess that's the news. But then it's like Daily Wire coming out. It's like, dude, I don't. I, I was like, th- none of their stuff has been that interesting to me in the first place like why is this going to change anything and i and I, yeah you're right like the thing that that i think is a big argument for it is like you're right it's going to be behind a paywall it is marketed i think towards little kids it's probably not going to move the dial one way or the other and i don't think that yep exactly daily... it's not it's going to go out like a flat with the wind yeah. unless they release it in theaters or not behind a paywall and put it out there and i didn't I... watch their last movie because it was put behind paywall i'm like listen guys I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give you my money. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. And um, listen, even if it was put in the theater, I still wouldn't have given them my money. But I'm I just saying, if they would have put it out for free, I would have watched it. Somebody on, 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 maybe it was Little Platoon said that, like, the craziest thing to see would be, like, this weird split in culture where you have a company that's making a conservative version and a liberal version of the same movie. So you have one that's like more traditional, I guess. And then one that's more like, uh, culturally diverse for, to like check all the boxes or whatever, which even if it sounds, sounds so gross, dude, I like when you break it down for these sort of things, it's like, can I don't know. Yeah, just crap the story. Again, there doesn't need to be check boxes on either side, the conservative side or the liberal side. And, I guess we'll see with this, though. We'll yeah. see. Anyway. But I appreciate the question, Viper. Thank you in the yeah. troll room on, on uh, Ticker Talks. I'm in a ranting mood today. <laughs> it's so are. frustrating, man. It's that Alan Woke, too. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe I'm, I'm like, harboring aggression from <laughs> playing that this weekend. <laughs> Which I still am going to finish it. We're going to get back to streaming it. I'm... Soon. I'm harboring aggression from watching Fast X yeah. over the span of a week yeah. it took me. Well, we've got some other stuff to talk about um, next week. That was a microaggression <laughs> they did to me by releasing that movie. <laughs> Jenna, thank you. I appreciate that you like this version of me. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's just, there really is sometimes, man. There's stuff that I just, I can't be bothered to be that worked up about. Yeah. There's more important things in life. Yeah, than than Snow White at the end of the day. I mean, like, yeah. I again, I understand, like, from, I guess, from a culture, there's an argument from, like, that cultural standpoint that it's an important foundation for, like, uh, cinema or whatever, the same the same way that, like... Yeah. Um, Competition uh, coming in there, welcome that. Yeah, yeah, like know, Citizen Kane. Uh, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily put those in the same category 
probably. David say, is saying that Snow White's going to be as monumental as Citizen Kane was. That's exactly you heard yeah. it here. Well, there's probably different reasons for for why those movies have like a place in in like cinema history. So I'm talking about Daily Wire Snow White. Oh no, yeah. um, no. I mean, Citizen Kane's not even really like it's not really that good. It has of a movie. news mommy in it. So <laughs> oh yeah, mother. Um, yeah, news mother. That's it. I don't know. She seems like a nice enough girl. I just, I really, I, I clearly have a, a bias. Hey, I didn't Daily realize. Huh? I, I did not realize she could sing. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if that one little clip is enough to gauge it properly. To gauge it, yeah. Um, but she's like, I think she's like, I don't want to say classically trained, but she was doing acting before moving over to Daily Wire. So everybody should keep that in the back of their mind when they they yep. think about her persona at Daily Wire because. I, dude, I'm telling you, the one thing I've learned, and then we'll, we'll close this out, this. Um, you know, Mo says this all the time. He says, pay attention to everything, and the truth will reveal itself. Um, I think yep. it's very true. And the one thing that keeps getting reinforced to me on a weekly basis on the internet is that you really can't trust anything. <laughs> nope. You, you can trust us, but you can't trust anything. Yes. That's a, that's a pretty good slogan. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna have you to think about that. Can trust us, but you can't, can't trust anything. Yeah, yeah. We might go with that. People are gonna be like, "What?" Um. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Underground. We will be back next week with more news and soapboxes and you know, jump scares. <laughs> jump scares. Yeah. Reviews of whatever happens to be what we decide to do on on sunday night so we will we're gonna stream the rings of power <laughs> we're just gonna put five nights and freddy's or five night at freddy's on a loop yeah. and uh get banned off the internet because we're too dumb to know that you can't stream movies on youtube so thank you guys so much for listening we will be back next week and until then y'all take it easy see ya